a brief disclaimer before we start. The following report is not aimed at any News Talk reporter's boyfriend in particular. Sport is an age-old hobby. They say sport, it's a replacement for war in men. That's why they get so pet up like when it's a penalty or something, like the aggression comes out. With noble origins and modern grow. It's crazy when you're in the stadium like with 60,000 people. You hug each other, you kiss each other when you win. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. But now there's more of it on our screens than ever before. My husband is sport obsessed, more so than me. Soccer, Gaelic curling, rugby, American football. All sports, any kind, at any time. And there's also endless endeavours to pursue and support. I probably do hurling and rugby. Six days of the week, I'm a football, yeah. Ten times national bodybuilding champion. I done the Europeans last year and then I retired. But what is the impact for those of us, generally women, who care less about teams and tournaments? If he wants to go golfing, more than welcome. Four and a half hours beats. It's more about giving up the time. Who gets the TV? Funny you should say that. We're heading to the pub now. Uh, there's a match on. I've brought my book. And is an obsession with sport ruining Irish relationships? The main problem seems to be the associated drinking that goes along with the watching of the sports. David Kavanagh is a dating coach and family therapist. Sport, he says, is not an uncommon issue among the couples he sees. Obviously, the hangover the next day isn't great. A lot of people have children, so you have somebody then trying to look after two or three children by themselves while their partner is recovering with a terrible hangover. I think it's a kind of a sexist orientation that men's participation in supporting their their team is more valid than women doing so. Um, How many women would have been facilitated by their husbands or partners in going off to watch the World Cup uh, with their female friends and watching every match and the guy looking after the children or doing all the school runs or any of the things that had to be done to facilitate their female partners? It's just not done. It just wouldn't happen. Watching and supporting a sport may be one thing, but playing it can ironically be more unhealthy for partnerships. The number one offender, golf. It's difficult because it's such, it's such a time-consuming activity. It's all day. The partner isn't going to come back exhausted, tired, but then there's the after-golfing, recreational stuff. There's maybe a dinner party. I think women have been conditioned to put themselves last in relationships. It's just this idea that the guy is slightly more important. So she'll sacrifice what very little time is available for decompression or for, for relaxation. And she gives it to him. Women, they facilitate men doing that, but then they resent it. That resentment then leaks out in other ways. It can leak out in the withholding of sex, withholding of affection. It can come across as nagging. It can come across as criticising the guy or complaining about different things, but not about the specific issue of, well, you spent six hours playing golf yesterday and that's why I'm angry. It's a whole thing, really. And the golf widow is a real thing, I think. Golf widows are unfortunately a well-established phenomenon. But as extreme sporting endeavours become more mainstream, marathon widows have also emerged. I was having like a typical midlife crisis. So I thought, right, OK, what I can do is a, is a marathon. And my wife kind of like just put me straight. She was like, that is complete cliche. So I thought I had a really clever idea of, of doing a triathlon. And she was like, that's even more of a cliche. Cliché or not, a triathlon is just what Henry Mance, chief features writer at the Financial Times, did. As a fundraiser, of course, for the charity of his choice. 
The charity thing is a really funny thing, right? Because you're saying to people, basically sponsor me most of the time to do something that I want to do anyway. I think about the knock-on effect, right? Particularly for people's partners. It often tends to be women who have to sort of put up with this, put up with the, the guy going out, running for two hours, training on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, not being there to hang out with, not being there if there are kids to take care of. And it's not just even the time when you're training. It's like the other time when you can't go out for a drink because you're so worried about like what you're eating what you're drinking you've got to get perfect sleep this takes over like several months of a uh, couple's lives and then it's all cloaked in this narrative of like i'm doing something good for charity so you can't object to it upon reflection henry admits now that his wife and the mother of his two children may have been most deserved of the funds he so benevolently raised and it's not his only post triathlon realization so lots of couples try and like divide the childcare half and half, but like the sort of the the time that the man spends like watching sport or playing sport seems to be like additional or seems to be like specially protected, right? Oh, I can't possibly do any childcare that time because it's the World Cup or the Premier League or the you know Champions League or whatever it is. My wife, very kindly, she will sit there and like watch it because it's something we do together. But then she will put on a show that she wants to watch and I'll be like, no. No, I'm vetoing that. I don't want to watch that. And then I listen back to myself. I think this is completely ridiculous. Like, what is it that makes me think that like live sport takes precedence over everything else? So how can rugby or Gaelic or golf devotees show good sportsmanship in their off-the-field relationships? Back to David Kavanagh for the final score. He's probably going to continue with his five-a-side football. He is probably going to continue with his badminton or his tennis. But very often women don't have that. They have lost the opportunity somewhere along the line of having a, a good sports con- sports network or connection. And then when they come to having a child, the difficulty is they don't have an established sport. So now, I, now what do I do? I think when people, when men presume that they have the right to go to these events or to do the sports without really checking in with their partners about how is this going to impact you if I go to Portugal for three days golfing and it's on that weekend, it's little Freddie's friend's birthday. How is that going to impact you? Well, it's not going to be easy, but I'll get by. Are you sure you'll get by? Well, I'll do my best. Well, I'll organise childcare to give you a hand. Okay, that'd be great. Are you going to do anything? Or are you just going to expect your partner to pick up the pieces? Because that's not fair. That's a disaster for longevity in relationships. 